When a bird is alive, it eats ants. When the bird is dead, the ants eat it. It only takes one tree to make a million matches and only one match to burn a million trees. You can be powerful today, but remember that time is more powerful than you. A quote from Jean McGabby Bruni. Hello and welcome wherever you are in the world. Log On is an online magazine of the Spiritual School of the Golden Rosy Cross. We hope that our podcast will provide you with food for thought, inspiration for new questions and impulses in your research for new answers. Magnanimous when flattered, perverse and cruel when challenged, power is a dangerous animal. Lurking in the shadows, it spies on any movement concerning its field of intervention. It watches, inquires, collects information, scrutinising clues, judging. It retaliates immediately by all the means at its disposal to restore its order and maintain itself in place at all costs. Implacable, unjust if necessary, because its survival is at stake. Whether a form of power concerns a nation, a company, an association or a couple, whether it is state, religious or occult, the mechanisms are the same. These constraining mechanisms lock a group of adults into a parent-child relationship. It's toxic, alienating and degrading for both parties. Nothing authentic can emerge. Behaviours are tense, rigid, conventional, devoid of humour and creativity and repetitive. Information is power. The proverb says, an informed man is worth two. When information is disseminated, freely distributed, then power is shared. It is diluted and the harmful tension is eased. Relationships can become healthy, fluid, simple and constructive and opposites recognise themselves as complementary. They find their nobility. When on the other hand, information is withheld and kept secret, power is concentrated, which is its natural tendency. Its poison only becomes more effective. An unhealthy division is then consciously maintained between those who know and those who know less, to the detriment of all. Two unequal camps are arbitrarily formed in the infected group.
preventing the free flow of both human and spiritual energies. And those who know, know it well. They accumulate advantage upon advantage, favour upon favour, at the expense of the common good, which is also theirs. The venom of power paralyses, it deforms and imprisons bodies as well as consciences. Power comes from fear. Power distills fear. Power is fear. Fear of suffering it or fear of losing it. Those who are subjected to one or the other form of power obviously wish to free themselves from it, to take their life in their hand, to decide their destiny, to be free to think, to speak and to act as they want to. When they think about it together, they quickly come to the conclusion that the only way to reach this emancipatory objective, to realise this desire, is to access power themselves in order to be able to govern collective life, to put their own stamp on it and to organise it according to their criteria, values and interests. In so-called democratic countries, they seek to be elected to the highest public office. In totalitarian countries, they foment insurrections and revolutions in order to overthrow the dictatorial power in place and take control of the institutions. In doing so, they forget that this is exactly how their predecessors those they wanted to replace, operated. If they succeed, power changes hands, but remains intact, unchanged and in its divisive structures. Discontent and oppression change sides until the next election or until the next revolution. Sometimes a democratic regime turns into a dictatorship and vice versa. But the wheel of power keeps on turning, crushing in its path political ideals, revolutionary impulses, hopes for a brighter tomorrow, and also revealing unacknowledged interests and motives. Inexorably, the future is disillusioned by the experience of tensions, contradictions, divisions and unsolvable conflicts generated by the conquest of power and the individual opinions and aspirations that are so different, so divergent. The exercise of power inevitably produces an inextricable tangle of lies dissimulations, compromises, tricks and tactics, manipulations, distortions and contortions that wear down and destroy the soul.
There is no end to this merry-go-round. It has existed since the dawn of time and will continue until their distinction, extinction. The wheel of power turns, throwing the oppressed of yesterday to its top, sending the crowned heads back to the earth from which they came. This is the function of the wheel, to create experience. The experience opposites generate suffering. Suffering provokes reflection. Reflection produces consciousness and consciousness becomes stronger and deeper. Thus it gradually frees itself from form, from phenomena, and it rises above them. Power enslaves those who long for it and exercise it as much as those who suffer from it. Power over others never makes one free. It binds one to others. The circular race for power generates electromagnetic energy like an electromagnet. All those who gravitate to this sphere are literally glued to it, just as a person who has inadvertently grasped a live electric cable cannot detach itself from it. They are one with the current that now runs through their body. The scepter of power, that addictive rattle, holds firmly the hands of those who grasp it firmly. Freedom is about letting go of the scepter with all its benefits, prestige and memories. Then the imprisoning energy it contains and transmits also let us go. There is no hope in the pursuit of power, only idealism and greed still unconscious. Every form of organised power contains from the moment of its appearance the germ of its downfall, of its destruction. This is not due to special circumstances, having made a mistake in strategy, arriving at the wrong time, facing more powerful adversaries. The mistake is structural. It consists in vigorously grasping with the whole of our being at stake, the wheel that will lift us to its summit no matter how and with what intention. And it does indeed lift us sooner or later if we hold on to it with perseverance. But it does not stop there. When victory is noisily celebrated, when the opponent is defeated, it continues to turn afterwards, thanks to all the energy and momentum we have given it so that it can lift us up to its summit. For others are waiting and striving impatiently to experience the powerful, intoxicating drug of victory, of success, of elevation above others, of absolute decision-making power over the community, of freedom from coercion and oppression, from the obligation to obey orders, to obey a law that they themselves 
have not enacted. They are also waiting without knowing it yet, just like their predecessors before them, to experience the fall, the reversal, the inexorable descent and the breaking of the coveted exaltation. As it continues to turn, the wheel of power ruthlessly precipitates those who have clung to it from the summit reached through repeated and arduous efforts to the downfall and the return to square one. The fall breaks and hurts. It also reveals and teaches. It is a harsh experience, but it is also an initiating one. The powerlessness inherent to the human condition, some dust thrown in spite of itself into interstellar space, misunderstood, unassumed, unaccepted, leads to the search for power. Power in all its forms leads to an awareness of its vanity and impotence. A vicious circle that calls for a conscious break, a categorical withdrawal. The only liberating power is that of letting go, of making silence within oneself, of calming the tensions and demands of the ego in the serene recognition of their vanity, of their harmfulness, of consciously ceasing the morbid, destructive and useless game that consists of believing and hoping that we will change anything by reproducing the mistake of our predecessors. Taking power from them as they took it from others before them by cunning opportunism or force. By lucidly forfeiting we thus withdraw our energy from the fatal wheel that was pumping it, thus weakening in the magnetism of this wheel, its power of attraction. In return, we release this reappropriated energy to move consciously towards the unchanging centre, the motionless hub where everything is peaceful serene, where everything becomes possible again, the immobile heart from which every harmonious movement flourishes. We will all die one day empty-handed. This is the final, total, definitive dispossession. What will we have built by then? Castles of cards to be protected and consolidated anxiously day after day, which we will inevitably abandon to the winds, to our successors or to our, our, our adversaries at the moment of our last breath? Or is it a consciousness firmly anchored in the present, having found and cleared in its own innermost being the source of all balance and happiness, insensitive to the shimmering images of pseudo-successes swirling endlessly in the narrow kaleidoscope of personal ambition.
the matured conscience observes the wheel of power as a visitor contemplates the gigantic lighted wheel of an amusement park. It knows how you get on. First, you have to pay your ticket. How you rise up, dominating everything and everyone, and how you come down to the starting point again. Consciousness matured by the experience of the disappointing and exhausting wheel of power no longer pays for its ticket, no longer allows itself to be dragged along. She saves her gold for another journey, a journey to the interior, a journey with no course, no route, nor move. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you wish to support us in reaching more people, like our posts, rate us with five stars on iTunes, leave a positive comment where you can, or share our content on your social media.